Welcome back to the Brianna Morello Show. And well, we want to kick things off with some happier news, lighter news, of course. As I told you previously about two and a half weeks ago, I had launched an investigation into a couple of the J6ers who were telling me that they were having some problems with Veterans Affairs. Now, what they were told me randomly, they were getting bills for thousands and thousands of dollars. And so I went about reaching out to the Veterans Affairs office, their media communications team, in several emails trying to get some answers. Why were J6ers receiving bills randomly from the VA? Um, And it was quite interesting because it was those who were either uh, appealing their court decisions or those who were awaiting their trials. And even prior to their trials, even beginning, the VA was sending them letters as if they were already convicted. Uh, I want to bring up one example. It was a debt letter that was sent to J.D. Rivera. Um, It is a letter that was stating to J.D. that he owed over $11,000. And he got this bill randomly. This wasn't something he was expecting. And so J.D. reached out, and he was obviously quite alarmed because he's been uh, through the ringer, uh, being a member of the media who was prosecuted by the DOJ for just being a videographer in the Capitol on J6. He was sentenced to over six months in prison. Um, and he served his time, but was randomly now being billed over $11,000 for medical benefits that he shouldn't have been billed for. And in fact, we knew he shouldn't have been billed for it because he was only charged with misdemeanors. And uh, a- according to the law, they can't reduce his benefits unless he was charged and convicted of felonies. Uh, and convicted of felonies, I should say, not charged, just convicted. And he wasn't. So there was no reason to get this random bill for over $11,000. And so he reached out to us. I reached out several times to the VA. I got one short response from them saying that they were looking into it. And then I never heard from them again. And then I got a message from JD, who was ecstatic last week. And he had this great update for me. It was an apology letter uh, from the VA. And here it is right here, folks. Uh, the VA is apologizing, saying, yeah, we got it wrong. We should have never billed you for those services. We know that you weren't convicted of felonies. And magically, that debt disappeared. And he wasn't alone. Some other J6ers uh, also received um, bills for $4,000 and, and other massive amount of money. And after we reached out, that suddenly disappeared. So altogether, it's a happy story. We had J.D. Rivera on The Absolute Truth with Emma Robinson last week to react to everything. And here's just a little bit of of how that went. I think it's a coincidence that this is happening now after after we started reaching out and started talking about this. I I don't know what to call it. It's just, uh, as you tell, I'm smiling because it's you guys have done a lot for my family. Um, You guys have done a lot of the research, a lot of the reaching out. Uh, you guys have definitely stepped in in a place where we needed help. Um, it's godsend, you know. It's uh, we've stayed faithful. God stayed faithful, and He's used you guys to help us out. And it's it's it is unfortunate that this is happening to a lot of uh, us veterans. I, I hate that it's happened to mm-hmm. a lot of us veterans. Um, but the simple fact is that you guys are doing something that a lot of other people aren't, and it's getting it out there, showing what's happening to us. That's what people need to see. People need to see what's going on. People need to hear. The um, the things that we're getting put through uh, or else they're going to continue to have to deal with these kind of things in the near future as well. I mean, we still have other J6ers that are veterans that are going through this. They're still going through the process. So it's important that we get it out to show everybody what's happening so we can hopefully you know help them out in the near future so they don't have to deal with this either. 
brought a tear to my eye when he started speaking because I'm just so proud to work with JD. We're so proud to help him and his family out. He's a great father, a, a great husband, and um, he's one of the many J6ers who have been wronged by our Department of Justice. And so anytime we get a win, it's always worth celebrating. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. One's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT. In case you missed it over the weekend, there was some just really just shocking video that came out in Russia. And it was uh, Muslims who are living in Russia storming an airport. And they were literally hunting Jews. I mean, they didn't hide that. They were very upfront that they were looking to harm Jewish people because they believe that there was like a flight from Israel that had came in and they stormed into the airport and were, like I said, hunting Jews. I mean, many of them were quoted saying that we want to kill Jews. Um, and, and for some reason, um, even though this is like a horrible incident, uh, many people in the corporate media, uh, for example, the Associated Press, ran headlines like this that literally minimized what was being done. So a crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. Uh, that's how the Associated Press saw this. They saw it as just a crowd of people showing up and somehow just protesting Israelis uh, at their airport. That's not what happened. Um, and, and just a little background, the Associated Press, just to remind our audience, they are actually landlords. Uh, oh, sorry, they are they are tenants to Hamas. If you remember, uh, I think it was about two years ago, um, Israel had to warn the Associated Press because they were in a building in Gaza where rockets were being shot out from the building and over to the Israeli uh, border. And the Associated Press was doing media from that building. And so why this is so important is the Associated Press was allowing Hamas, obviously they knew that they were shooting rockets off, right? Like who doesn't hear that in the office space? You kind of, you got to feel the, the building probably vibrating a little bit. Uh, you got to hear the sounds. Uh, so the Associated Press was running cover for Hamas. It was allowing them to use their newsroom as a shield while they were launching rockets into Israel. And so when you see headlines like that, where the Associated Press is softballing what's going on right now in Russia uh, as mobs of people who are looking to literally kill Jews, that's what they were saying in their own words, uh, it, it's, it's not very shocking to see headlines like that make it onto the Associated Press. But it does get a little shocking when you saw this one article from Fox. Now, Fox is another one who you wouldn't really expect them to kind of softball at all, but they refer to those individuals as pro-Palestine rioters storming a Russian airport. That's how they refer to them, right? Uh, they were looking and they were hunting for Jews. So uh, I probably wouldn't call them pro-Palestine unless you're trying to say that all Palestinians are pro-killing uh, Jews, uh, but I'd like to reserve an ounce of hope that they're not. 
And so I thought that was quite interesting right there. Uh, again, more people uh, just kind of brushing over what's going on right now around the world. The, the, the amount of people who are just accepting the fact that uh, we, we have Muslim extremists calling for the extinction of Jews and they're looking to kill them. Um, it, it's quite alarming. And, and to be a Jewish American right now in this country, you, you have to be scared for your life. Um, you know, the NRA posted a video um, on their Twitter page and, and they're training rabbis to shoot. I mean, these are things that you never thought you'd see. And when, you know, we talk about the Holocaust and we talk about all these events that have happened to Jewish people, we sit here and say never forget, but how quickly they have all forgotten. Um, there was also more video that came out from over the weekend, and it's quite interesting. It's a group of pro-Palestine, as they call them, protesters burning the American flag. Uh, as you see right there, the American flag is on the floor and they're burning it. Uh, now, normally in a fair society, people who are burning the American flag, like you see there in the United States, they'd be put on a watch list, right? Those are the people that are obviously hateful. They hate our country. They hate what we stand for. Those individuals would normally be put on a watch list so we could all watch to make sure that, well, so the government could all watch and make sure that they're not going to come after you or I. Um, but unfortunately, we live in quite unique times where our federal government really isn't working for the people in this country. And so those individuals will probably not end up on a watch list. But you and I, because we love this country so much, we want to defend our country, um, we'll end up on a watch list first for, for showing up to, um, let's just say, maybe a protest happening at the Capitol. That will put you on a watch list real quick. And as if Americans couldn't get any more delusional about the conflict that's going on right now, the war that's going on right now in Israel, uh, I th found this to be quite humorous. I know a lot of you did too. Um, for some reason, we have people who are gay in this country and think that they are supporting Palestine. Now, first off, um, it's quite interesting here, this Queers for Palestine movement. Uh, the best description I saw of this was chickens for KFC, because unfortunately, these people are just so ignorant. Um, they don't realize that, hey, if you were in their country, they don't respect you. They don't even want you to have the most basic rights. Like you see that woman who's showing in this picture, she's showing her shoulders and her arms. You can't do that. Uh, they would validate that as a reason to rape you in their country. Um, you're showing skin. You obviously wanted it. And, and that's their beliefs. They don't believe in, in gay marriage. They don't believe in allowing you to live. There's plenty of videos online of them literally tossing gay people off roofs and killing them. And so it's a delusion that these people live in when they sit here and want to stand with people that hate them. They're not calling to coexist. They don't want to coexist with the LGBT community. They're not trying to call to co coexist with Jews. They literally want to kill us all. And that's just exactly what it is. And so unfortunately, we have people who are living in this delusion as if there's two sides to this issue and as if uh, one party or both parties are calling to coexist. But there's ultimately only the one side that wants to coexist. And unfortunately, it's just people who are living in Israel. You know, if you're injured in Gaza and you need life-saving surgery, um, Israel would, would proudly take you into their hospital and try to save your life if you're, if you're living in Gaza. And many countries wouldn't do this at all. But when they're about to lead an airstrike, they warn citizens in Gaza to leave. And um, unfortunately, though, those who stand with Palestine, uh, they don't do that. Uh, Hamas didn't do that. They didn't warn people who were sitting on the southern border of Israel, the music festival, just enjoying their afternoon. They didn't warn them that they were going to come in and start and start killing people. Uh, they, they did it without even second guessing. And they thought they were doing it in honor. And that's the part that's most disturbing. And um, I think Americans really need to wake up here. We somehow think this is a two-sided issue, and it's not a two-sided issue. We don't have to be involved in the war. I'm not calling on U.S. troops to get involved in this war. I don't want that. 
But Israel can handle the Hamas issue by themselves. They just need our support. They don't need people um, in New York City and other liberal cesspools sitting there and protesting and siding with those that are calling for the extinction of Jews. And I think that's extremely um, important. And I think all Americans need to get behind Israel and just say, we support you. Um, now, Israel, obviously, and I'm not saying that they are flawless, they as we've heard from reports, Egypt did warn them about the attacks that were going to be carried out by Hamas. And unfortunately, they did nothing about it. And um, normally, I would incite our own intel community, but they did back the fact that Egypt did notify Israel. But here's the thing here, right? Israel's in a situation where they have people from Gaza getting into their country and stabbing senselessly Jewish people. And they are committing crimes all the time in their country. And so at what point do you sit here and say enough is enough? We have to stop this issue before it becomes even worse. Um, and and so I'm not trying to rationalize what they did, but um, it makes you wonder if if they would have reacted to hearing that Hamas was planning these attacks and they would have tried to prevent them by committing violence first, uh, that wouldn't have gone over well within the entire Middle East region. And they probably would have been attacked extremely um I guess I, the word would be worse than what's going on right now. It's all unfortunate, and we obviously don't want violence, but at some point, Israel has to defend themselves. And so uh, I stand with Israel, and I stand with their right to defend themselves, and I think all Americans should. Well, well let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes. Woes! And uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous, so I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before, so I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend right now you go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. That's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. I want to bring in my friend Julio Rojas. He's an independent journalist who has been covering uh, the protests that happened over the week in New York City regarding these pro-Palestine uh, protesters. Julio, thank you for being here. Um, I want to direct our audience to you just recently have become an independent journalist and um, we're so proud to support you because your Substack is now live. So I want to point all of our audience over to your Substack page. And you also, uh, it's Mostly Peaceful, which I love the title, Mostly Peaceful with Julio Rojas. So uh, I love that. Um, but you were in New York City over the weekend and you had the privilege, um, and that's sarcasm, by the way, of walking <laughs> through the streets of New York. And it was quite interesting what we were seeing. Uh, obviously, a lot of anti-Jew hate uh, slurs is what I saw in a lot of footage. Uh, but overall, what was your takeaway from just kind of walking around and speaking to these protesters? Well, my main takeaway from this is that, I mean, and this was this was a very large pro protest. I mean, it started out in Brooklyn. They went basically shut down the Brooklyn Bridge as they marched across and into Manhattan. And the, the organizers are saying 100,000 people. Um, I I don't know just because I, I couldn't see where, you know, I, I was close to where it started and I, I couldn't see where it ended. But it was a very large, uh, definitely in the tens of thousands. But my main takeaway from that alone was just that, you know, covering the BLM riots in 2020 – it was sparked by one thing, right, George Floyd, and then subsequent subsequent things. But 
in the time since Derek Chauvin was convicted and, and, you know, all that energy and rage kind of dissipated, you know, there were still some things here and there, but we never got to that level again. And also just because it was an election year. So with what's happening now in Israel and Gaza, that has reinvigorated the radical elements of the far left and, and some moderate Democrats do, but it, it definitely has brought that coalition back together in in getting back out into the streets doing crazy things um and we've seen didn't happen necessarily in new york city but in chicago there was fights los angeles there's been you know very moments that bring all that back to you know brings me back to 2020 and so uh what's happening here in israel and in gaza and and the west bank and just the middle east in general it's it's reactivated and reinvigorated the the radical elements of the left and, and they're willing to do uh, sort of the crazy things again that they were able to get away with largely uh, in 2020. Yeah, yeah. And you were also just recently in Israel as well. And so you were covering on the ground what was going on. Um, so I think this is interesting that you're putting this all together by, you know, then heading over to the protests here in the United States. Um, and, and you said something super interesting, right? So um, they're trying to loop these, trying to bring together these two things, right? Hamas is trying to, and, they, and the leader of Hamas has said this, has kind of associated it with George Floyd. And he's trying to stir the protests here in the United States by by insinuating that, by claiming that there's two groups of people that are oppressed and then comparing it to George Floyd, but mainly just saying as if Jews are oppressing um, the people who live in Gaza. And I think it's interesting because in a normal society, we'd be saying those are he's stroking the flames of hatred in this country and he's trying to stir up conflict here in the United States as well. But he's also trying to get people who were super radical during the George Floyd movement to side with them after they just blood at just a horrific terrorist attack on the, the poor people in Israel. Um, but he's trying to get their sympathy by comparing the two. Um, do you think people who showed up to the protest in New York City, do you think they really understood why they were there? Because for me, I'm looking at like all these situations, like there was one video that you posted online, and it's uh, the Palestinian flag with the LGBT flag, which I refer to and get a lot of flack for as two fictional flags coming together to make one. But um, it, it just seems like these people have no self-awareness as to if they were to be queer or gay or anything in, in, in whatever they want to call it these days in Gaza, uh, they wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. So do you think that they understand what's actually going on here? Or do you think that they're just following these these key words like oppressed and um, going after people that are occupying other people's lands? And that's why they're clinging so closely to this new movement. I, I think yes, I think there's some of that, but I also think that they they definitely embrace the ends justify the means, which is exactly what the BLM movement did back in 2020. You know, they're saying you know we need to burn down burn down these cities in order to get justice because we never we never got justice before, so we now need to do do these really crazy things. And so we haven't really reached that point yet with with the Palestinian movement here in the United States. I will say it got pretty darn close uh, once. The march in New York City once it once it got past dark, and as typical, you know, the families, the regular normies, kind of leave, but the really, you know, the young people and and the the people who are willing to do some of the crazy, you know, criminal things, uh, they they stayed out, and there were that's where kind of things kind of got a little tense. It didn't didn't obviously go into a full blown riot, but I think there, the possibility for that is very very high, just simply because as Israel continues to expand its ground operation into Gaza and actually. Um, occupy it uh, again. Um, I, I I think we'll see kind of how people then react here in the United States in terms of obviously the radical people are going to do what they're going to do, but then 
because we, we've already seen that, right? We've already seen the 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 the, the, the Democratic Jews uh, and some of the, again the more moderate side of things. They say like, oh, we didn't realize how bad anti-Semitism was in the, in, in our movement. And of course, everyone's you know you, you you dumb dumb. Of course, it, it was always there. You just you were just were willing to overlook that uh, as as opposed to you know to to again to to achieve your goals, whatever whichever that was. So I think I think most of it I, I think some of it is ignorance. I think some of it is just that they don't they yes, they just see the latest, you know, the current thing. But really I, I think a lot of it is just no, these people really they really understand it in, in their minds. They really understand it and therefore this is just yet another example of how racist and how awful the United States is, uh, not just with black people, but now also pe- you know, people in Gaza. So therefore this is just yet another reason to continue our our attempts to to bring down the united states yeah and and when you were in new york were you interacting with any jewish americans were there anyone who's like fearful because i mean as of right now i mean they are a moving target at this point and especially in new york city which is quite lawless we just spoke about it well we're gonna speak about it later on with michelle's ganazi uh the bail's bond woman in new york but um they have a lot of reason to be fearful because there's some video of them threatening violence against these these jewish americans so anyone that you discussed that you spoke with were they were they in fear of their lives or were they worried about anything anything that's really stood out to you so the only the only uh is a jewish person that that i saw because i mean the, i mean the entire area that i was at was just completely flooded with with pro-palestinian people um, it, it was one guy, he, 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 it was walking by his apartment and he started seeing in Hebrew, yeah, you know, the people of Israel will live. So of course, you know, as soon as people realized what he was saying and what side he was on, they, they started to get into his face. They were telling, they were calling him a baby killer and telling him to go home, but he stayed out there for, for a little bit and it was just him. So actually that took, uh, that took some cojones to really, uh, stay out there and, and, and be that with, I mean, cause again, there were thousands of people and, and there were some pretty, uh, interesting, uh, individuals. So, um, overall, I think it, 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 cause it caused worry, right? Because this was the, 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 the meeting place originally was going to be, uh, near one of the most ultra Orthodox neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn. And so, I mean, the NYPD was telling people, we don't know what they have planned. We don't know where they're going to go. So it, it, yes, it's going to be towards the end of Shabbat for you guys, but it's just best if you stay home. Right, and I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people did did follow that just because, like I said, that I didn't see too many Jewish people uh, uh, towards the end there. Um, yeah. But so it, it's it just shows just kind of how emboldened this movement is, and because they they really the establishment or the, the you know the, the powers to be they really sympathize with with them, and so they're going to give them the cover that they need to kind of get away with certain things, whereas, you know, obviously Israelis and Jews maybe not be afforded to, uh, which, yeah, it's, it's just show, and it's just kind of a continuation of what happened in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, Julio, when you were there, I know you mentioned the NYPD was there. Did you see anyone from the federal government, any federal agency, I guess I should say maybe there, or anyone who was, you know, in just regular clothes that might look like they're from a federal agency? Because my only thing is, I'm concerned for Jewish Americans and their safety, and I'm wondering if our federal government's paying attention to it and and using these rallies to kind of create a watch list and be uh, on alert for certain people. So was there anything that stood out to you regarding potential anyone that was working for the federal government or any law enforcement agency that stood out to you? Uh, I mean, I, the only thing I saw was NYPD, and they uh, they 
were mainly there for traffic control and kind of crowd control in that regard. And then, and then it got interesting because it was there for the start of everything. Right. But then after they got into Manhattan, the escort that was at the front was gone. So this is what I was saying. It was kind of a bad, it was a, it was a bad, you know, kind of recipe for, for, you know, it was a recipe for not good things to happen because all of a sudden now it was this large crowd where, like I was saying, the, the younger people, the more radical people were staying and they were marching through Manhattan. And now the cops weren't blocking off roads. So it was causing traffic jams. The drivers were getting angry. Uh, they were just walking through kind of where now all, um, people were out were enjoying their night. So they were uh, so there, there, there were a few verbal shouting matches. Uh, it didn't get into any fights that I personally saw, but it, th- there were some of those close moments. And so, uh, there were no cops around for, for a while. And I actually, uh, at one point, um, there was an, there was a, they walked past a fire station and they had to respond to an emergency. And so instead of, they had to go the wrong way on the road, the fire engine, because the, the, the protesters were blocking the road up, uh, up the street. Uh, so I mean, it, it, it kind of, kind of, again, just harkened back to all the craziness that we saw in 2020. And so the fact that NYPD wasn't out in force for the people who really needed to be, you know, be on the lookout for, um, that, that wasn't surprising to me, but it was, again, it just brought me back to like, okay, you know, this is, if anything's going to happen, this is going to be, this is going to be the moment. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because normally you need permits for these things and you need to tell them where you're going and, and give them the specifics. So I think it's interesting that um, they were just kind of able to run around freely. I don't know if they gave those specifics over, but I mean, normally it's the police are, are there to help and to make sure that it doesn't get, as you described, kind of chaotic and, and cars just trying to drive by, get involved in that. It's usually supposed to be well organized. So it's interesting. Um, it's We're living upon interesting times right now. And I really hope it doesn't get to the point where uh, either side in this country has to deal with threats or, or sadly, I know we've already had some violent acts being committed, but, you know, I just hope it doesn't, it doesn't go any further. Um, Julio, you're one of the few journalists who go to places that other journalists kind of stay away from, right? You cover the BLM riots, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, you went to Israel, you kind of go to places that people are afraid of. And I think that's why it's so important to support, I say it all the time, independent journalism, because, People like you are going to save the country because you're 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 not really glued to any sponsors. Uh, there's no editors at the top of your head telling you what to do, what to say, and what to cover. You're you're doing it. And it's raw and it's it's out there. You're putting it out there every day. So again, I want to remind our audience: it's really important that you support people like Julio. So please head over to mostlypeaceful.live and subscribe to his Substack. It's I subscribe to it. Emerald subscribes to it. It's one of our favorites, um, and we're so glad that you're putting this together because. This is important, um, and it's it's what's going to save this country. I strongly believe that. So thank you, Julio. We appreciate your time as always. Growing up in the heart of the USA, David and Stacy met at school when they were in seventh grade. They started dating at 19 and tied the knot at 20. Yep, it's a love story that warms the heart. At 23 years old, while juggling two kids, Colton and Avery, they started an online brokerage company that soared to unimaginable heights, liberating them from the confines of the nine to five grind. With their newfound freedom, this dynamic duo spent their time globetrotting. What followed was two years working on the mission fields, ministry school, marriage workshops, and even a music career. But hold on, folks. That's not where the story ends. 
In 2016, they saw a businessman they admired become president. During his campaigning, they noticed that he celebrated a system of government of which the founding fathers would have been proud. They had many friends asking for their thoughts on what was happening in politics. It was then that they realized that there was a burning need for a community where real issues could be discussed, debated, and dissected. And so, the Facebook group called Flyover Conservatives was born. As the 2020 election cycle rolled around, their group grew and grew, attracting more patriots by the day. But as we all know, the journey wasn't without its challenges. Big tech began to censor conservative content, shadow banning the flyovers, and subjecting them to daily fact checks that left many scratching their heads. Undeterred, this dynamic duo rose to the occasion. During the infamous Twitter purge, they decided to take matters into their own hands and launched their very own show, streaming on platforms like Rumble. And guess what? Their audience has skyrocketed to over 5 million views a month. With regular guests like General Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, Kash Patel, Robin Bullock, Eric Trump, and so many others, they show absolutely no signs of slowing down. Liberal cities seem to never get the point. Um, obviously, we all know the cities are um, just a haven of crime right now. Uh, the states, though, like New York, uh, they're seeing surges in crime throughout the entire state. Um, but no one's learned their lesson. And we're learning this now because Los Angeles County earlier this month was another one of the liberal cesspools that ditched their cash bonds. Uh, they got rid of it for, as they call, nonviolent offenses it was quite interesting. Here was the article from earlier uh, this month about them just ditching it and leaving it behind. But many of you probably know already that um, LA has been a hot mess when it comes to looting, when it comes to just organized crime. Um, there's plenty of videos you could see here right now, video of looting going on throughout Los Angeles. Uh, this was a 7-Eleven that was robbed earlier this year. And there's no consequences for it. And normally, judges would be able to intervene and repeat offenders, put them away, or hold them to a higher amount of, of bonds. But it's not happening anymore. LA is just letting these people do whatever they want to do. And so to help us understand as to why this is happening all around the country, um, I want to bring in my girl, Michelle Esganazi. Michelle is the president of the National Association of Bail Agents. She's also the president of the New York State Bail Association. She's a good friend of mine. I always call her whenever I have a question about bail because it's a complicated issue, Michelle. It's not so simple, um, but you seem to simplify it. And you also drop in a few good puns, so I appreciate that. Of thank course. you for joining us, Michelle. <laughs> Absolutely, Brianna. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So, Michelle, for our audience at home, um, before we jump into the conversation, I want to break down what bail is specifically and why it's so important to have bail as an option for crimes like looting and other crimes like that. So before we jump into it and dive into the specifics of everything, just give us a basic overview as to what bail is and why it's so important. Well, bail is the mythical four-letter word, right? But it's enshrined in the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution. So it's a constitutional right. It's abundantly important. I'll give you an example that I think everybody can relate to. My nephew goes to Rutgers University, where once a Krispy Kreme rhino governor changed the bail system in 2016, okay? 
So anyway, my nephew goes to Rutgers University and he gets accused of a date rape, which is a violent crime, but it's also a very accusatory crime. Um, the judge holds you incarcerated because you're essentially a danger to society with no option of bail, kind of like China and Iraq in a combo pack. So that's what's done in the state of Jersey. You have lost your constitutional right to bail and not having a constitutional right to bail doesn't allow us to obtain liberty and get ready for trial and answer to the charges. And, you know, all those things are really important if you're going to have a balanced criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, they are really important. And I mean, we've seen it before in New York. I mean, I told our audience before I left in 2019 because um, as you and I spoke about almost daily, they were dropping uh, bonds and they were going to start freeing criminals. And it was crimes like, and and although, yes, you are innocent until proven guilty. And I, I totally believe that repeated offenders, right? Like if you've been convicted two times prior for robberies and you've done it a third time, you know, it's kind right. of like, all right, there's, there's a theme yeah. here. Um, right. But there were things that were so vile that New York considered to be nonviolent. And this is why it's so important for people at home, even if you're not living in New York. Crimes like possession of child pornography, New York considered that as a nonviolent offense. They also consider yeah, it's like, it, the, but Democrats are like the only party that you see advocating for pedophiles. And, and that's the reason why they consider that to be nonviolent, even though there sadly is a child who's, who's either being uh, molested or is being raped in these, in these videos and photos. Right. For some reason, they considered it to be nonviolent. And it got even mm. worse. I mean, they even at one point, Michelle, if you remember, there was a woman named Rosie who was killed uh, by an illegal immigrant. And this was just weeks before um, the, the elimination of cash bail was being implemented. And the illegal who killed Rosie and left her there to die was charged with manslaughter, but was immediately released. Um, so we have that. Um, if you want to bring that up, Colton, that's the four, fourth element in our in our page. Uh, that's up there as well. And it's it's so vile that they initially released this person. And mm. uh, like I said, he was an illegal. And right. the only reason why they were able to hold him was because ICE got involved. And ICE got involved in New York and right. they Federal. held him. Right. Yeah. Right. And otherwise, right. he would have he would have ran. Um, right. But it was things like that that they considered to be nonviolent. Super important for our audience at home to know that Democrats considered manslaughter and child pornography to be nonviolent crimes. Um, right. Michelle, what was your gut reaction after reading this in New York and what you thought was going to happen to the rest of the country? Well, I'm going to be 100 with you because I always am. Um, I knew about it before New York knew about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm on the lobbying team up in Albany begging them, regardless of political mm -hmm. ideology, saying, hey, hey, what about your constituents? You know, none of them, regardless, blue, red, purple, green, you know, rainbow, Nobody, once they become a crime victim, is going to think that this was a great idea. Why don't you just do it poco a poco, slow? You know, just let's do it slow, 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 and let's see what happens. But the, the truth of the matter, and you know this better than anybody, is that there was so much or is so much Soros money behind this movement that it didn't matter. It didn't matter that we were advocating for the fundamental differences between right and wrong. It can't be right to indulge in child pornography. It doesn't matter if you're atheist, if you're Roman Catholic. It's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. So we tried to advocate to Don Cuomo and company, 
but it didn't work because Cuomo signed it into the budget in 2019 with a 1120 rollout, and the criminal recidivists knew about it. They were very excited about the prospect of it. Yeah. And I think like on day two, they were robbing banks left and right. They were yeah. loving it. And then, you know, then the uh, hit the fan and we had to make some changes. And we're on our fourth amendment, Brianna. I hope that your listeners know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's important. I mean, listen, most New Yorkers woke up and I think Democrats were a little shook when they saw that there were so many uh, voters who were loyal to the Democratic Party in New York originally were then flipping red. Um, I think they got they got numerous congressional seats in the most recent election in 2022 um, for right. Republicans. And I think it was an eye opener for them. But it wasn't an eye opener for the rest of the country. And there was a key point in the New York, uh, the, the elimination of bail in New York. And I think this was the most gut wrenching part. Right. I talk to people in law enforcement all the time in New York. And um, they said that that they can't even file charges or complaints sometimes now because uh, victims are so afraid of their contact information being handed over to the defense. So in New York right now, let's say you're a woman on the subway and you are standing on the subway and a man gets behind you and he gropes you and he does something really inappropriate. If you want to file a complaint against that man, um, you now risk and the police will warn you because they don't want you to be caught off guard. You risk that pervert getting your contact information, your address, your phone number, all of the details that he would need to either go back and assault you again or to harass you. And so a lot of people in law enforcement say that turns away a lot of people from reporting crimes. But this is why it's so important, right? You're scratching your head at home wondering, why would anyone want to do this? New Yorkers, right. New York Democrats wanted to push this onto the rest of the country. So the real goal in this was to sit there and say, oh, wow, crime, it's not gone up. It's actually gone down. And right. they're falsifying those stats by pretending like it's gone mm -hmm. down because no one's reporting it anymore because they're afraid of becoming a victim of the same crime again. I mean, that's that's definitely one of their newfangled ways to skew the numbers. I mean, yeah. you know, there's many ways that they skew yeah. the numbers, but that's definitely, you know, a newfangled way that they, you know, that they did it. And you know what? The one thing that's never really reported on or really seriously underreported on in all of this bail deform experiment nonsense is the crime victim pool, right? So if your daughter is a, a bleeding heart liberal and goes to full day of college at Pace University, or she's a conservative Republican, Pace University, gets on the train, wants to go back up to Westchester to mommy and daddy, and she gets raped, you know, criminal recidivists do not choose their crime victims by virtue of political ideology. So the crime victim pool in the state, the city of New York and the nation, including Los Angeles, obviously, has become you can't even quantify the numbers because it's because of what you said. You cannot quantify these numbers. So instead of criminal justice reform, what we would like to see is we would like to see victims rights reform. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Give it, it a whirl. Sense. Yeah, well, you know, when you read the bill, when you read the legislation, the original one, it, it looked more like a criminal rights bill. It didn't look like anything that it is. you would want to be a part of. Yeah, it gave more rights to your criminal to the criminals. Totally. Is. And it made the the job of law enforcement extremely hard as if it wasn't hard enough already. And um it's what we see here today unfolding. And unfortunately, uh, no one's learning this lesson. Like I said, you know, LA is implementing it. I saw something interesting earlier today too, in Oakland County. 
um, in California, they have another Soros DA. And uh, sadly, that Soros DA was the victim of a crime herself. Uh, she was robbed. Her car was a smash and grab, right? Someone stole her laptop. And she called police. But you know what happened when she called police, Michelle? What happened? They didn't come. They didn't come. They told her to fill out a report online. Because yeah, the police don't care. Nobody you know, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. But, you know, <laughs> you know, listen, yeah. we've been telling them that we've been telling them that for years. It's really unfortunate for the state of New York. You know, I'm I'm a New Yorker, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, full disclosure. And it's really unfortunate for New York that New York City gets to determine our vote. It's yeah. really, really crappy, because if we had it the other way around, we would really have some law and order in the state of New York. But I will yes. tell you that I often tell people, my colleagues all over the United States, if you're going to spend your American money looking at Christmas trees and lights, don't do it here. Watch it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, especially during times like this. You know, we're watching all these protests taking place um, all around Very the country. Very scary, Brie. Yeah. And they're, they're literally threatening to kill Jews. And for some reason, in our country yeah, right now. A yeah. lot of my family is Judaic, you know, and I'm. I'm like mm -hmm. terrified, you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, where do we go after this? Do we go to Scandinavia? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we tell people to do at this point. Um, right. I know, you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of Jewish Americans are, are afraid and, and rightfully so, because, you know, we have people, instead of calling like the pro Hamas protesters, what they actually are, and that's terror right. sympathizers, we're calling them names that that lessen what they're actually calling for, of and that's course. literally the the deaths of, of Jewish Americans and Jews all around the world because they don't want to coexist with them. Uh, and we say never right. forget, but we've clearly forgotten in this country, and it's quite upsetting. Um, Michelle, I wanted to direct our audience. You recently wrote a piece in, in Newsmax. I want to get that up on the screen real quick. It's a great piece. I want all of our our audience right now to head over to Newsmax.com and take a look at it. Uh, it's very insightful. Thanks. You give very uh, broad detail about like what bail reform looks like all around the country. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone should go over there and take a look at it. Uh, Michelle Zganazi, you. you're the best girl. I love you to pieces. Oh, thank thank you. you for joining us today. So happy for you, Brie. Thank you for having me. Well, well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes. Woes! And uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous. So I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before. So I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend and right now, you go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. That's KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. <laughs> We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. 
Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT. So I just did something really cool the other day. I actually stitched my normal carrier and went over and switched to Patriot Mobile. I've got it now for my business line. Just set it up about a week and a half ago. And let me tell you something. The service hasn't changed at all. I mean, I'm still using my Verizon towers in my area. I haven't lost any coverage. Um, I'm not noticing a difference at all. The speeds are all still the same. But here's the major difference, right? I'm now supporting a company that doesn't hate me, that doesn't hate my conservative values and supports me in every way possible because they're supporting the causes that are near and dear to my heart. And I think it's really important. And I brought somebody in who could also join us to discuss this. This is the CCO of Patriot Mobile, Lee Wamsgong. Thank you for being here, Lee. I appreciate your time today. Hi, Brianna. Thank you so much for for having me and welcome to Patriot Mobile. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited. Like I said, I just switched over. I think it's been actually about a week and a half now, and I haven't noticed a change in the service. It's it's still the same great, reliable service everywhere. Um, I love Verizon down here, and that's who I left, and I went with you guys. And you guys are using their towers. Um, I have not seen anything. We're saving money. We're super excited. And we're also supporting a company that believes in the beliefs that we believe in, which is so important. Um, I wanted to give you a second to just discuss what Patriot Mobile is all about and kind of give our audience a little bit of insight. Sure. And we are on all the same towers nationwide. Um, the, the coverage is no different when you come with Patriot Mobile. The difference is that we're giving a portion of every dollar that we earn back to Christian conservative causes that are fighting for the beliefs we believe in, that are supporting the causes that we support. You know, our, our pillars are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the sanctity of life, and we support our military and our first responders. But, you know, a lot of our organizations also dive in in times of crisis. I'm going to give you just one example. One of the organizations that we have supported for a very long time is Glenn Beck's nonprofit, Mercury One. And within days, within 48 hours of the horrific Hamas terrorist attack against the Israeli people, Mercury One raised over $300,000 for needed medical supplies. The people in Israel went through a, a huge amount of medical supplies within the first week of that attack, and they needed to be replenished. What a lot of people don't know is in the last several days, um, this this nonprofit, Mercury One, brought over 160 Americans, got 160 Americans out of Israel that couldn't get out and got them to safe safe soil away from all of those terrorist activities. So that's just one example. Um, Glenn Beck has been an amazing partner with us. And um, just one example of how these organizations that we support, we vet them very well. We uh, we make sure that they are the real thing. And they're just out there being the hands and feet of Jesus. And America and across the globe, but bringing Americans out of a terrorist situation, that just, we just think the world of Glenn and his team and Mercury One, and we are just so honored and pleased to be able to contribute to them in any way. That's incredible. Um, the work that Glenn Beck has been doing both behind the scenes and on the blaze has been 
um, so important, especially for our movement and especially for protecting Israel. Um, so congratulations to you guys all for teaming up with him. That's that's amazing. Um, I want to get to some other causes that are near and dear to my heart as well. Tunnel for Towers, uh, Tunnel to Towers, sorry. That's a group that I've also donated to for a, a couple of years now. Um, those are for uh, veterans, 9-11 families. Um, it's very important. That's that's one group that you guys donate to. You guys also donate to the NRA, which is very important, especially during times like these. You know, we're seeing our politicians try to justify pulling uh, pulling, um, I guess, trying to cancel them. I mean, we see what's going on in New York, for example, the attorney general targeting the NRA. But the NRA does great work. And, and speaking of Israel, you know, I just saw a post that the NRA did make, um, and they're training rabbis to shoot, um, and they're training them to, to learn how to defend themselves. And that is critical during times like these. Um, there's so many other groups that you guys donate to as well, Turning Point, CPAC. Uh, why do you guys think that it's so important to give back to these specific groups because um, you guys don't have to, you know, give to these groups, but you guys choose to. So why is it so important for you all? So if we were just a company doing the right thing and not giving up a, a bunch of money to woke organizations, that would be enough. People would still move over to us, but that's not what our mission is. Our mission is to make a real difference in America. And our mission is to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever possible. And that's why we give a portion of every dollar we earn to support those four causes. Again, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, the sanctity of life, and our military and first responders. Uh, you know, we also support Folds of Honor. I, I could go on and on. Embrace Gray, Susan B. Anthony for Life. Um, organizations that are out there working very hard in the trenches to protect America's freedom, to protect innocent life, to support the people who stand in the line of fire to protect our nation's sovereignty to the people who, when everyone else is running out of the building, they're running into the building to rescue innocent people. You know, there's just so much help that's needed and anything we can do. And, you know, we get a lot of praise. Yes, Patriot Mobile gives a portion of every dollar we earn, but we couldn't do it without people like you, Brianna, our customers, our customers bill. That is where the money comes from. So we want to implore for all of your, all of your audience, all of your viewers that when they come to Patriot Mobile, they take a monthly, uh, you know, budget line item that they're paying anyway. Everyone has a cell phone and they're enabling amazing good things to be done with it by coming to Patriot Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many times when, you know, we on the right are, are, are trying to do business with conservative companies. So this is really important because we don't have many options these days. And so um, I, I love the idea of this. I want to talk a little bit about your service. Like I said, it, you're not losing service. You're still using the towers that you use now. Um, so there's not a change in service. But you also, you also save money. And I know that from experience. Uh, we actually have a list of some of your plans currently. But besides all this that you see right now on your screen, the breakdown in pricing, you guys also offer plans for NRA members um, and other yes. groups and, and veterans. And I think that's so important. So what you're seeing right now, it actually might be a, a a lot cheaper than than what you're expecting. Um, and you guys were so kind to waive the activation fee if if folks do use the promo code Brianna when signing up. Um, just talk a little bit about the service, I guess. I want to know, um, you know, from from your perspective of all of this, um, has 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 anything changed? Have you guys sure. have you guys seen what was that? Sorry, I want to interrupt. 
No, no, that's okay. I'll tell you the big change. A big change you're yeah. going to find when you come to Patriot Mobile is when you call 972-PATRIOT and you have a service question or a service need, you're going to get all U.S.-based customer service. We're providing U.S. jobs for U.S. citizens. And that's something that none of the other carriers can say. So all U.S.-based customer service is really important. And the good news is, is they're going to talk you through every step of it, patiently, graciously. I mean, I mean, you know, even telling you what a SIM card is, where a SIM card is, can you go virtual SIM card? Do you need a, a hard copy one? They'll walk you through everything. You can go to patriotmobile.com and do it all yourself. If you, if you can handle all of that, it's very easy. If you need that extra help, the 972 Patriot is where you're going to get an American Patriot on the other line to patiently and kindly walk you through every step. And unlike with other carriers where you have to go spend two or three hours in an uncomfortable building. You can be sitting at home in your uh, recliner in your comfy pajamas with your hot cocoa on a cold day and, and just handle it all right there. They'll walk you through every step. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Lee, for your time. I want to again remind our audience, you can head over to patriotmobile.com slash Brianna. That's B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And you get your activation fee waived. Um, and it's great that you guys are offering that. And I greatly do appreciate it. Lee, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes and uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous. So I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said, there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before. So I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and how to figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend and right now, you go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. That's KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. Growing up in the heart of the USA, David and Stacy met at school when they were in seventh grade. They started dating at 19 and tied the knot at 20. Yep, it's a love story that warms the heart. At 23 years old, while juggling two kids, Colton and Avery, they started an online brokerage company that soared to unimaginable heights, liberating them from the confines of the nine to five grind. With their newfound freedom, this dynamic duo spent their time globetrotting, 
What followed was two years working on the mission fields, ministry school, marriage workshops, and even a music career. But hold on, folks. That's not where the story ends. In 2016, they saw a businessman they admired become president. During his campaigning, they noticed that he celebrated a system of government of which the founding fathers would have been proud. They had many friends asking for their thoughts on what was happening in politics. It was then that they realized that there was a burning need for a community where real issues could be discussed, debated, and dissected. And so, the Facebook group called Flyover Conservatives was born. As the 2020 election cycle rolled around, their group grew and grew, attracting more patriots by the day. But as we all know, the journey wasn't without its challenges. Big tech began to censor conservative content, shadow banning the flyovers, and subjecting them to daily fact checks that left many scratching their heads. Undeterred, this dynamic duo rose to the occasion. During the infamous Twitter purge, they decided to take matters into their own hands and launched their very own show, streaming on platforms like Rumble. And guess what? Their audience has skyrocketed to over 5 million views a month. With regular guests like General Michael Flynn, Roger Stone, Kash Patel, Robin Bullock, Eric Trump, and so many others, they show absolutely no signs of slowing down. 